0: Hello, I'm Peter Mitchell, and welcome to Cuda's series of podcasts, specially designed to inform and support member credit unions. In this episode, I'm joined by Karina Miles, who is partner, partner in Iser Amber Ireland and heads up its governance, risk, and compliance group. Karina advises financial services providers on risk, regulatory, and compliance related matters. She supports clients throughout the regulatory engagement lifestyle life cycle, shall I say, and specialises in the design and implementation of risk and compliance frameworks. Today, we're going to discuss Operation Resilience and what it means for credit unions, their staff and their members. So, Karina, listen, thanks for joining us. Much appreciated. Uh, maybe we could start with just looking at wh- how would you define Operation Resilience?
1: Sure. Thanks, Peter. And lovely to be here this afternoon. Um, the central bank, I suppose, dis- decided to uh, issue an Operation Re- Resilience Guidance in twenty one. Um, and that followed, I suppose, a number of operational incidents that happened right across uh, financial services. Um, so I suppose if we if we think of something like COVID-19, um, financial services, along with all other um, companies and organisations, needed to uh, adapt to that new environment and a new way of working. So operational resilience is really making sure that financial services can respond to disruptive events and that they're able to recover and learn from them as well. So I suppose what they're trying to get uh, financial services firms to do is to see how they can identify those potential risks Um, prepared to be able to respond in the event of a disruption Um, and then to look back after that disruptive event has happened to see what um, they could have learned from the event, what they could have done better or where they could improve so that the response in the future um, is more resilient uh, than perhaps it was in the past.
0: Okay. Well, wow, okay. And could you just give us some maybe examples of, you know, what those I suppose what those things could be? Are they financial, you know, is it the building burning down? Is it does it cover cover a wide spectrum of potential issues?
1: Yeah, so I suppose but because it's it's nearly a list of unknowns Um, it's it's disruptive events but really I suppose they're taking from incidents that have happened in the past that have a key impact um, for financial services and in particular to the customers um, or members in the case of the credit union um, of those firms. So things like a cybersecurity event, it could be a a technical disruption or an outage of an IT system. Um, Or it could be something like a a pandemic like COVID-19. So it it is a wide range. It covers things as well, like even adverse weather conditions. And it's just making sure that, I suppose, the business is ready um, to be able to deliver, in particular, critical services that members of the public are reliant on um, from financial services in the event of a disruption.
0: Okay. Okay. So it really does cover. So even things like, say, I don't know, everybody's Wi-Fi went down, everybody's working from home. So clearly there's issues there. You can't, you know, you can't interact with each other and all that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Uh, well, exactly. So yeah, as you said, it could could be a building, it could be Wi-Fi. So it could be one of your premises has gone down and you're trying to um, move your staff to remote working. Or in the event um, of remote working, which actually we're seeing in a lot of companies now, is firms' resilience is their business premises because people are working more from home. So in, in the event of a, a yeah. Wi-Fi issue in a particular um, location, then going back into the office might be the resilience situation.
0: Okay, okay. And then I'm sure it's it's global events that impact us like you know the war in ukraine and russia which has resulted in higher inflation which has resulted in a spike of interest rates which you know clearly affects you know borrowers and savers and everybody else involved okay okay no i get it i get it and understand where you're coming from yeah Um, so then within credit unions who who's responsible for the operation resilience
1: I suppose ultimate responsibility sits with the board um, like it does in many of the instances in terms of regulatory or risk compliance. Um, but the board, I suppose, are not the only person responsible. So uh, although ultimate responsibility sits with them, the board tends to delegate um the goals of the credit union, but also the responsibility for risk management to their senior management team. Um, And one of the areas that the central bank is looking for is that the the board makes sure that they review and approve uh, operational risk framework. But that that framework is implemented by the senior management team and is embedded right down through the organisation. So that okay. if for example um you're sitting in the operations team within the credit union and you're identifying risk issues um with say an, an IT um an IT system that you use as part of your daily operations and you're seeing a challenge with that over a period of time, then they're trying to um encourage the operational level staff to identify those risks, escalate them up through the organisation, and um, because they might be an identification of a bigger issue. Um, so even those small risks that you see on a daily basis as you're carrying out your activities could be insight into a, a trend or a, a bigger okay. issue that the uh, credit union might have.
0: So there needs to be kind of broad awareness across the credit union in terms of staff and the board of what could be, as you said, a risk that might be just common or might be contagious or any any of those kind of factors?
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, and has there been any sort of guidance and sort of policies and stuff issued by the central bank to help credit unions to design an appropriate, cause, an appropriate framework? Because I can see like when I look, we look back. I mean, the, the big one for for all of us in recent times has been the pandemic. I suppose the financial crisis before that, but the pandemic. And I'm not sure if many organisations had considered that as a potential, you know, realistic, um, you know, risk that was going to come about and would happen so suddenly. So, has the is is there is there strong guidance and and uh, assistance available from the central bank on this?
1: Yeah, there is. So I suppose right across Europe at the moment, um, this is a a focus for many of the regulators, including the central bank here in Ireland. So they issued a guidance note in December 2021, which they expect uh, the board and the credit unions to have implemented by December 23, so December of this year. Um, And that guidance note, I suppose, gives you a very good operating model in terms of that risk framework. So they've set it out in terms of three pillars. So the first pillar is all around identifying and preparing for those operational risk events. The second area then looks at uh, responding and adapting to risk events. And then finally encouraging um firms to continuously learn from events like that so that you can improve the re- resilience of the credit union in the future. Okay. So in total, within that guidance, there's um there's three pillars, as I mentioned, and there's 15 guidelines. So there's it's quite comprehensive because it, it also draws on other uh, guidance notes that would have been issued by the central bank since 2016. So I suppose a, a big reliance of firms at the moment um, for their operations is IT. So they issued an IT cyber security guidance back in 2016, um, which is referenced again within the operational resilience guidance. And also outsourcing. Outsourcing uh, guidance came out in twenty one. Um, and I suppose again the reliance um, of a lot of credit unions on IT third party providers brings into um account that whole area of outsourcing oversight. So the guidance itself, I suppose, brings in those other two pieces of um of yeah. guidance. In relation to IT and outsourcing, but it does give you a good step-by-step approach to uh, follow in terms of making sure that you have an operation resilience uh, framework in place.
0: Okay, so it, it gives all the necessary prompts. In terms, you know, you've—it's not as though you're going to forget a category completely because you just didn't think of it yourself. There's enough in the guidance to say, you know, you need to—you need to look at outsourcing, you need to look at IT, you need to look at financial issues. There's, there's good guidance there.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I suppose you know within those guidance notes as well, it's—it's it's trying to um, help you to understand, especially within that first pillar. There's ten guidance. Uh, notes out of the 15 within pillar one itself Um, and that's really helping the credit unions to understand where how can I identify my potential risks and they ask you to do that through looking at your key uh, critical important business services. So if, if you think about the services that you deliver to your members then the operational risk around delivery of those services is is one of the key areas that needs to be looked at. Because in the event of a disruption, you mightn't be able to deliver those services to members if, if you haven't thought about how you might be able to mitigate that risk or how you might be able to respond and communicate to the members when a risk event happens.
0: Okay, so it's quite practical in that sense. You literally sit in your office, and if the if the electricity isn't there, if the you know all of these factors, you look at, um, and then see how how would this impact my my members if if uh, if these services broke down in some way or other. Okay. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's, so it's it's trying to think of your services from a member perspective, and how would you impact them if something went wrong?
0: Yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, so I'm aware that central bank have on a few occasions said that they'd like to see improvement in the statements of risk appetite, and there was or there was insufficient evidence uh, in terms of the the risk management, the embedment of the risk management. Can you offer sort of any assistance or advice in those in those areas?
1: Yeah, so so I suppose again here the central bank is reiterating that the whole area of risk management. So when you think about operational resilience, it's one element of risk management. It's it's under really the heading of operational risk. Um, risk management itself, obviously, for the credit union is much broader than that. So within the credit union handbook, they they've identified about ten to twelve key risk areas right across the credit union business. And I suppose what what they're reiterating under operational resilience is that operational risks need to be embedded across the organisation. So if, if the board's role is to oversee risk management, the senior management team, for example, the head of operations is responsible for the operational goals and objectives and managing the risks to those goals and objectives. Um, And and then operation resilience, I suppose, is making sure that you're putting robust controls around your key processes to make sure in the event of a disruption, you're still able to deliver your services to members um, regardless, I suppose, of what that risk event might be. So, Embedding that risk management right across the three lines of defence is something I suppose that the the central bank have spoken about a number of times. Um, And they did also have a thematic review of the maturity of risk management in credit unions in 2021. Um, And while they have seen, I suppose, significant improvement in the basic elements of risk management there's are still um, areas of weaknesses, I suppose, that they'd like to see improvement, and okay. and a lot of that is around the structure of the risk risk management, and how that's embedded across the three lines of defence.
0: Okay, and when you say embedded, I suppose the inference is it's not enough just to have it documented. It, it actually everybody needs to know the systems need to be in place to react if something happens and there has to be an understanding with across the uh, the staff and the board of exactly what would happen in in such an event.
1: Yeah, exactly. So like risk management is not something that just sits with the risk manager um it, it's it's owned by everybody throughout the organization. And I yeah. suppose if, if you get risk management right at that ground level where people are getting familiar with identify identifying risks in in their day-to-day activities um, and becoming more familiar with how to escalate risks throughout the organisation. So, you know, risk issues might be escalated in the first place to your senior manager. Um, And if the risk is significant enough, it might be escalated on then to the risk management officer and then on up to the board um, but it's trying to make sure that that flow of information happens from the ground up and that equally then the board are able to oversee the risks of the credit union and make sure that their strategic goals can be delivered. Um, but it, it is really right across every yeah. layer um, yeah. within the credit union is, is what they mean by embedded.
0: Yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay, that's that's really insightful, Karina. Just my final question then is really about uh, you know the steps the steps the credit union should be taking now to either ensure what they have in place is sufficient, or if they know it isn't, how do they ensure it's sufficient? So, what advice would you offer?
1: Yeah, I suppose that the first thing to look at, I suppose, is going back to basics. It's looking at your risk management framework. Um, and within the area of operational risk, then two of the key areas is, ha- have I already complied with the central bank guidance on I- ICT cyber security? Um, and have I complied with the operational resilience guidance? Because there are two key parts of um, operation resilience, ICT cyber and outsourcing. And if if you have that groundwork in place, then the additional requirements from um, operational resilience can be built on them because you you now have a good insight into the critical services that you have that are supported by IT um, and where you have third-party outsourced um, providers supporting your critical services is there any additional risk then because the operational resilience might sit with that third party and you yeah. have a dependency on them? Um, so I suppose it's it's just making sure that you take a look at the guidance that's available from the central bank um, and, and a gap analysis, I suppose, to where you're at at the moment to identify the steps you need to take um, to make sure that you're operation resilient and and the guidance is there as a tool to help you, I suppose. Um, it's, it's not a check the box exercise, um, yeah. in terms of once I've complied with the guidance, I'm fine. I suppose that this is a really practical area. Um, if, if you think back to COVID-19, it is saying if I have an event like that, or if I have a cyber attack, um, which we're obviously hearing much more of in financial services at the moment and even right across other sectors, you're trying to make sure that you have thought about the risks that that might cause to your business and how are um, the credit unions then surrounding those risks appropriately with the right levels of control and oversight. Yeah.
0: Yeah okay and i and i suppose that the, the final point there is if 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 this is a struggle or if this seems a, like a significant task then go and seek third-party advice get help if you yeah need well
1: exactly um there is a lot in it um yeah. so i've been helping a number of credit unions in this area at the moment so it's it's quite uh far-reaching i suppose when you think of um the areas that it's covered um but absolutely if if there is an area that you need help with, um, I would say seek advice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. So that concludes our podcast on operational resilience. It's clearly an enormous topic and I've no doubt we'll be revisiting it in the future. I hope this conversation helps listeners understand its significance and how to go about putting a framework in place to help credit unions manage this critical issue. I'd like to thank Karina Miles, partner of Eisner Amper Ireland, for sharing her significant expertise on this subject. I hope you all found it of use. And if you did, don't forget to listen into our other podcasts in the same series. If you have any questions regarding the supports or the ambitions that CUDA has for the sector, you can contact Kevin at kevin.johnson at CUDA.ie. Thank you.